I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. Like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL. This is episode 80. We are live from Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, I'm Dan, here with Jordan. Um, not here with Jimmy because he ditched us again. Jordan, how do we feel about that? Aw, Jimmy, what are you doing to us, man? Anyway. Um, he's busy. Yeah, whatever. I don't him. <laughs> I think he's lying to us. I think he's secretly just like... I think he's drinking. Yeah. Just nonstop, I, all day. As I take a sip. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> like I said, thanks for checking in. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Well, Apple Podcasts, uh, whichever platform you're listening to us on. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast um, on all social media, I guess platforms as well. Um, you can check out our website, www. Why do I do that? It's just LOTL. It's the 1990s. It's, it's not even that. Yeah, it's <laughs> LOTLpodcast.com where you can check out all of our embedded links um, to our episodes. And starting shortly, uh, we're going to be doing a journal series. Uh, with our buddy Steve, who is a contributor to our website, and he's training for his, I think, 11th marathon. So he's going to be chronicling pretty much every week for us leading up to the marathon, talking about his training, uh, coming back from a pretty serious knee injury that he had since the last marathon he ran, and uh, so that'll be a cool new feature on the website. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, First entry should be up uh, within the next week, I would say. So, anyway, uh, Jordan, how's your week going, man? It's going good. It's been a little bit of a hectic week in some ways, but um, other than that, it's good. Uh, the World Series is not going good for me. So yeah, I wasn't going to bring uh, that up unless you did. That's not fun. So I that w- What happened last night? I, I fell asleep. They, so they were tied in the seventh. Yeah, I saw end, home run. By the end of the top <coughs> of the seventh, we were down eight to two. So oh, uh, it was a combination of errors, just incredibly pathetic defense and it just a whole bunch of just really bad pitches no! <laughs> uh yeah so other than that um, no! things are fine i just am not i have not enjoyed one minute of these world series if i have to be perfectly honest <laughs> i can't blame you <laughs> yeah but um, whatever it's baseball you never know what can happen at least so. you're not blaming the umps right i do not blame the umps yes yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> you know i thought i i actually thought that guy uh blocked our podcast account too oh but he did but i was still on my account oh you're, yeah 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 he'll he, he if you follow him he'll make it very clear if, if you aren't gonna like actually debate him he's just gonna block you that's just his thing so. yeah right all i did was all i did was post a a uh, gif of french fries getting salted and it said are you salty at the bottom yeah so uh yeah so uh thanks uh, for that, Jordan, for that depressing update on the World Series. Um, speaking of the World Series, our poll of the week is going to deal with that because it also has a Cleveland flavor to it. And uh, just to uh, go through the episode real quick before we bring on our guest today, 
Uh, Jordan will tell you about that. Um, we've got our poll of the week, like I said. we got our top five, which will deal with our uh, special guest here. And uh, then we're going to talk about uh, the Browns game coming up on Sunday with the Patriots. Um, some controversy by a beat reporter uh, misquoting a player, which fired everybody up on Twitter uh, this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk about where Jimmy was this afternoon and where we're going after the episode, which coincides with Jordan's uh, event preview this week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about what else we're doing this weekend. So, but before that, before we get into everything, uh, Jordan, who do we got with us today? Well, we have with us the one and only <clears throat> Pineapple Freak, as he's known. Uh, he's actually my cousin, Caleb. Uh <laughs> His uh, nickname is Pineapple Freak. And Everybody, he, welcome my cousin, Pineapple Freak. <laughs> pineapple Freak. It's normal. He, he is a pineapple, yes, to be very clear, yes. It's been a hard life. <laughs> He's not a human. What does that mean? Uh, he'll explain okay. in a few minutes. Um, so Caleb's actually uh, one half of Wholesome Transmissions, mm-hmm. which is a Cleveland based podcast they don't really they don't, they're not they're not necessarily a cleveland focused podcast but they're a cleveland based podcast um at least half of it the yes other, well the other half is in new york right no uh, my oh, my co-host uh is in north carolina that's right yep. okay okay and so um i'll just briefly read a little bit of this uh introduction and then i'll have you take it from yeah. there as far as so wholesome transmissions according to your website is a podcast about esports video games player menta- mentality mental health and people in the middle of it all uh i understand y'all emphasis your, your emphasis is on arms uh, a game for nintendo switch mm-hmm. and in general you talk mainly about the nintendo switch council a little, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Co-hosted by you and radio. Yeah, I correct? think Ben. Yeah. Ben, okay, yeah. and North Carolina. Um, and then I think you'd probably want me to do this. Uh, shout out to, oh boy, is it Griffical? Uh, yeah, I can do the shout outs. Yeah, let's have you do the shout outs <laughs> for your so, uh, logo. Yeah, um, so my my friend, he goes by Griffical on Twitter and I believe YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so he designed our logo for us. He's been a great help on that. And then my friend, my other friend, Scrimps, goes by Scrimps. Um, he helped us, he's a musician, and he does a lot of hip-hop beats, so he basically gave us, I mean, basically his, his entire discography and said, hey, use whatever you want for the show. So That's we used, really cool. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> it, it was a blessing for us. I, uh, I really like the logo, uh, you'll, we'll post, obviously, links uh, yeah, to all yeah. this, but for those who might be on the road or can't look up just right now, uh, it's a pineapple, essentially, listening to music. It's got spiky hair, kind of like a pineapple, and then it also has like a radio dial, like a FM AM yes. bar. I don't know what you'd call that, but uh, yes, so it's like a, it's literally like a mix of a pineapple and a radio. Exactly, that was that was the yeah. concept behind the logo, and so in the arms community that I've been a part of, um, both radio and myself, we've been involved with the community for about two years now, and we've been known as sort of like the most wholesome players in the community, yeah. just in terms of our outlook and kindness sure. towards others. So. When we kind of came up with the name for the show being like, you know, these wholesome transmissions that we're sending out gotcha. to the world, like we wanted to combine, um, you know, his, what he's known for and what I was known for. And that's how we came up with the logo. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get back into this in a few minutes. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, go ahead and Oh, before, well, well before that, let's, because uh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, yeah it's Jordan, what are, what are we sipping on? Uh, we are sipping on a Cleveland Classic, uh, Great Lakes. Brewing Company's Elliot Le- Ness Lager, uh, Amber Lager, actually. 
Uh, this is named after the one and only very famous uh, detective from the 20s and 30s and 40s. He made his name in Chicago, uh, but then he came to Cleveland and continued his legacy and his legend. He worked a lot against uh, kind of working to take down the mob and, and during the whole Prohibition era stuff uh, with uh, rum runners and um, bootleggers or whatever. I forgot all the, the terms. Uh, he is uh, very much a major historical figure in Cleveland. In fact, a fascinating uh, detail, and you'll see this later when we go to Great Lakes for yeah. first pour, there are bullet holes still on the Great Lakes wall from, oh, yeah. because Great Lakes Brewery obviously hasn't been that off, as long as Cleveland's been mm -hmm. around, but it's been a bar since, like, I think 1920 or 10 or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's been there a long time. And... Uh, you can see the bullet holes where an assassination attempt was a, was tried on Elliot Ness. They tried to take him out, the mob. So we're not actually and drinking Elliot Ness. No, he's this not is, in the beer. <laughs> this is not Elliot okay. Ness. All right. But, uh, well, I'm glad. As, I mean, as far as well, we know. I mean, you never know. You know. <laughs> they, might, they might have we a might, remnant we of might, I yeah. might go to the bathroom and come out wearing a fedora and like, a <laughs> trench coat. So I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, so LNS is a big, big famous figure. If you're into mob history, which Cleveland has a ton of, he's a major character uh, in that. And, again, if you're ever at Great Lakes, ask the bartender where the bullet holes are. It's really cool, especially if you think that they were trying to kill him. He survived. Yeah. Unfortunately, he struggled with a lot of alcoholism, so he was almost always at the bar. Um, so he was fighting He, he, he was fighting the, the, the alcohol. Well, that was, <laughs> no, when he was in Cleveland, it was mob. Okay, it was, it was mob. Yeah, okay, okay. Because alcohol was legalized by then. Okay. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, wow. it's... Uh, Interesting, interesting you know, guy. I mean, to be, I mean, you know, most of those cops and didn't care if alcohol was no, legal or no, not, but they no. were just doing their job yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's the beer of the week. It is an amber lager. Oh boy, what? How many? What's the percentage? I mean, not, it's like six point one percent. So it's a little high for a, an amber. Also, lager. I mean, I, I, I will say though, like it, if you're <sighs> a lot of Great Lakes beers, while they're really good, a lot of them are like really specialized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Like if you don't like IPAs, yeah, you're, you're not, you're gonna, not like gonna like their, their IPAs. IPAs. Yeah, like, <laughs> their so, IPAs are really IPAs. Yeah, right? exactly. Very strong. Exactly. So this this is definitely like if you're not a uh, craft brewery person and you find yourself at Great Lakes, this would be the beer to get. Yeah, I think this so. is definitely this is pretty, the tamest. Like, this, yeah, this is straightforward. I was gonna say beer. this is the yeah. tamest Great Lakes I've had, yeah. and it's yeah. it's definitely probably the most drinkable out of. Yeah, all you of them. you know what I like about it? I like drinking this in the fall and winter. It's got a nice like like a uh, malty nutty flavor. Mm -hmm. It kind it goes well with like sweets. I would think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. At least that's how I would think. But uh, like a piece of pie, and this would be great. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's our beer of the week. Um, we will be going later to First Pour, yeah. which if you're hearing this, you probably missed it's the already, main event, but, already, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it technically, <laughs> well, they'll, they'll technically still be celebrating tomorrow, Friday, uh, and you can, and there'll be a lot of people out just for that specific reason. Um, and also starting tomorrow, you can buy it at the gift shop. Nice. Um, and then you can get it at stores on the 28th. So yeah. four days or three, four days. Christmas ago. sale already. I mean, we haven't even had Halloween yet. I know. I feel like I just <laughs> now started drinking like the Halloween or the fall beers. So I feel like we've gotten to the point in our society though we no it's longer just... really care that Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving is that early. Like you can't complain about it every year. You just kind of accept that like right. the holidays are year right. round right now. I mean, right. It's, right. it sucks, but I guess the idea why they they told us we did the tour and they told us why they do it early. I think it's something about 
they want it to all be taken care of so it's ready to go for the full that holiday season. Absolutely. Because a lot of people drink it at Thanksgiving dinner, you know. For mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and that makes sense. Uh, why October? I mean, it is end of October. But yeah. well, I think it, it just seems a little bit early. Probably from a production standpoint, though. If you if, yeah. if you have to make the beer, I mean, it's, yeah. you want you you to do it a little. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have make sure it's in stores. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No, it makes sense. But, um, yeah, so that's beer of the week. Cool, Jordan. What now? Well, I think we should hop right into the guest interview. Let's do it. All right. Take it away. I'm fine with that. Caleb from Wholesome Transmissions Podcast. Give us some background on yourself. Um, let's just start off with some personal stuff. Absolutely. You know, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school, what you do, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in Mentor for most of my life. Um, and then my family moved to Fairport Harbor near Painesville sure. for um, when I started college. So I, I went to Lake Erie College mm-hmm. for... I believe six years in total because I did two years uh, at the end of high school, mm-hmm. did my bachelor's at Lake Erie, and then I also finished my, off my master's in business administration nice. um, last year. Yeah, so awesome. and then currently I'm working downtown Cleveland um, for a company, a real estate company, doing appraisal type work and doing some analyst work. And yeah, so that's nice. where I've been at. There we go, man. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you and me know each other really well. <laughs> we're, um, we're related, yes. yes uh, we, we've we've been good friends for quite a while. Yes, we um, Explain though. I want I want you to explain to other people why, what's up with pineapples. Uh, if you don't know, first of all, his nickname's Pineapple Freak. I assume that's a game thing, correct? That like it started out as game. that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. why the obsession with pineapples? Because you're almost <laughs> always wearing a pineapple shirt. I am. And when I go to your apartment, there's, there's pineapple decorations. Yeah, so the whole thing <coughs> with pineapple started when I was probably 11 or 12, and it was basically because, so anyone who's listening or you two have ever seen the show Psych. It's a, te- it's a detective-type yeah, show, detective show. Um, with James Roday, and that show I started watching when I was like 11 or 12, and in this show, they, um, they hide pineapples in every single episode. And up until that point, like I knew what pineapples were, but it was like, that is such an interesting shaped fruit. Like, what is this? It's so like, it grows out of the ground like that. Like, that's crazy. And I just got really, I was like really fascinated by the fact that they were like hiding pineapples in every episode. So I started looking out for them. And then when I got my Xbox, I had to make my gamer tag and I was like, pineapple, well that was taken obviously. And then I, I don't know why I did pineapple freak and I just added that on and it stuck with me for over half my life now because I'm 23. <laughs> and it was, it started out where like friends and family, like they kind of knew that I really like pineapples and they yeah, knew my yeah. tag. So they would start buying me like little trinkets that were pineapple themed or whatever. And then over the years just kind of escalated and I worked at Starbucks for three years. Like all my coworkers knew I love pineapples yeah, and yeah. they would just like also get me random pineapple things. And like <laughs> so to this funny. day, friends, family, like every time they see me, they're like, Hey, I saw this pineapple thing in a store and it made me think of you. And I've like implanted <laughs> myself in people's lives just from this very simple thing of like, I'm known for pineapples. So that's kind of how it started. And I never changed the tag. And when I also started playing like arms competitively yeah. on the switch, um, I just was like, I'm going to keep the tag. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I've been going with forever, so I'm not going to change that. Yeah. I just, I just stuck with me. <laughs> now, do you like pineapples, like to eat them? I absolutely love pineapples. Oh, so you do yeah. like pineapples. Okay, I so do genuinely well. yeah. love pineapples. They're probably one of my, like, they're probably my favorite fruit. The only issue is, is that anyone who knows, 
pineapples are really acidic. Like, oh, you can't yeah. you can't eat right. a lot of pineapples. Right. Yeah, or you yeah. just burn your uh, yeah. esophagus. And I also I have a, <laughs> and since I was like a kid, I've always had issues with uh, canker sores. So I'll oh, get like oh, three or yeah. four canker sores at oh, a time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So my, the the periods when I can eat pineapples is a little limited because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it but I I do genuinely love the fruit. Nice. So right. let's get this controversial question out of the way right now. Mm. Since you love pineapple, I think you know where I'm going. The pineapples on pizza thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where do you I, stand there? I mean, I think, honestly, my opinion on pizza in general is you can throw whatever the heck you want on it. And it's, okay. So okay. I am a fan of pineapples on pizza. I The thing is, though, I like pineapples on pizza, but... It's not I, I when I eat pineapples on pizza I don't really feel like it's a typical pizza like it's almost like it's an entirely different thing because yeah. the the taste of citrus is like right. so weird. Yeah, it kind of changes so everything. It does change yeah. it. So I love Hawaii I love Hawaiian pizza. Um and I remember I also had like some pizzas with like mandarin oranges on it, which I thought was okay. really good. That's I can't do it. Right. He's, he's it's yeah, weird. he's a big uh, he's Italian and he's okay. super so traditional. I understand pizza, that. Yeah. Right. Um, but I personally <laughs> I enjoy them, but I I understand people's complaints with them because it is yeah. it's like such a weird thing from a departure from what right. pizza typically is. Right. My 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 general rule of thumb is no fruit on pizzas. Okay. But, <laughs> but like but then I'll, but like I'll get like people who like pineapples on pizza are like well, what about the sauce it's made out of tomatoes. Uh, uh, I don't like that argument. Like, that's <laughs> Yeah. Come on, it's yeah, totally yeah. different. Uh, <laughs> but I, for your for your love of pineapple, I, I I'll respect it. Okay, well, thank you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into discussing your podcast. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for those who um yeah. are listening, uh, go check out the podcast. He's on SoundCloud. Uh, wow, I'm trying to find the the. Where can they find your podcast? Yes. Yeah, so uh, let's they, do that. Yeah. Yeah, they can find our podcast. We have it on SoundCloud. On Spotify, on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and I think that's all right now. Uh, yeah, I believe we're going to try to put it on sure. Google Play Podcast soon as well because we figured we uh, as well. I see on Twitter too for those who want to follow on Twitter. Uh, it's a very easy way to keep up. Uh, it looks like it's at the word wholesome FM. FM. Yeah, that's yeah. easy enough. Yeah, wholesome transmissions wouldn't fit. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's too long. <laughs> that so. would. Um, what, yeah, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, oh, on okay. Twitter. Yep, yeah, and on so SoundCloud, it's Wholesome Transmissions. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, explain again. You, t- you touched on it a bit, but let's go a little more in depth. What is Wholesome Transmissions? I'm sorry. What is Wholesome Transmissions about? Yeah. And what inspired it? And then we'll talk about what you guys uh, kind of have got into so far. Absolutely. So originally, the concept was um, kind of just for the ARMS community, but um, the game had a really... Let's stop you right there. Okay, what, right. what is yeah. ARMS? Our, so ARMS is a fighting game for the Nintendo Switch. It came okay. out in, I think, June of 2017. And you know, I think the best way to describe it would be, I think, like... The typical fighting games you might know, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, maybe sure. like Super Smash Bros. or something, and think of it as it's like it's in a 3D arena where it's like a boxing game. Okay. You punch your opponents, and the kind of gimmick behind the game is that you just have extendable arms, and you okay. basically punch each other <laughs> with these like spring-like arms uh, from a distance. Um, sure. So I and what was interesting to me because I've always been a huge Nintendo fan. A lot of my favorite games are made by Nintendo because they just sort of have this. I mean. It's, just it's sort of like really interesting dynamic like all of mario games and stuff like that and um for me it was just interesting because it was a new game made by nintendo it didn't right. have any you know like you see a new mario game all the time but it just right. kind of stuck out as something different sure and i really i just kind of delved into it from there so 
let well, we'll pause arms talk because I want to get more into that in a second. Yes, because um, for those who don't know, he's actually a really, really, really good player in the <laughs> game. So, um, but let's go back to wholesome transmissions. Yeah, yeah. So again, what's it about? Uh, what and what inspired it? Yeah. So I think honestly, from what you were reading from the description of it, we are mm-hmm. kind of shifting the focus a little bit because the arms community was really thriving like a year or a year sure. or two ago. It kind of died down a little bit, and that's no discredit. It's just people have moved on. There's not really been a lot of support yeah. from Nintendo. And I, I'm i a huge... like Video gaming is still my main hobby to this day. Yeah, I was going to say, you're a big gamer. I am, and I, I, I really think that esports as um as a growing industry is really interesting because i mean like i've gone into bars now and i see like overwatch or video games yeah. being played on the screen like that's yeah. crazy to me that like it's growing like that and it's kind of twofold from my time in the arms community i sort of began like i would say like maybe coaching people a lot like sure. i would like people would come to me i was like and ask for advice advice on like how do they handle like disappointments and how do they get over their mm-hmm. failures in the game or how do they deal with like, you know, it's kind of like playing a sport. There's yeah, so many things yeah, that mean, go yeah. on. And I was noticing that like no one seemed to be tackling the issue of how they should have an outlook when they play in games and how, mm-hmm. should, how they handle their losses and disappointments in like a healthy manner. So I was like kind of being this coach and therapist to a lot of people in a way. Sure. And um, it also kind of stems from my time at Starbucks because at that in my Starbucks years, I was also like known as sort of like this store therapist to my coworkers and other mm-hmm. people where I was just really relatable and I don't judge people ever. So I was mm-hmm. able to have a lot of deep conversations with them and try to help them through their problems. Even if I've never experienced them, I wanted to help them. And that's basically the culmination is this podcast where as it's kind of grown and we've recorded episodes now and we, we haven't released all of them yet, we're still working yeah. on them. But it's been like, how can we help like how can we make this a teaching tool and a learning tool and and sort of um cat like and capture all of these moments and i thought you know a podcast was the best form to do that Mm because you can have these long-form discussions with people yeah get into their failures you get it and you know it's i think that's so helpful because i think everyone thinks that everyone else they see has it all together because they only see the outside but like as i've learned in life no one has it together and i think that people being open to discussing their vulnerabilities on like a show like that is really helpful so we've kind of gone in a direction of it's still video game focused but we want to really talk about people's experiences of video games their involvement in other communities or you know we we actually i follow this video game studio from the czech republic and i interviewed um, their sound engineer so he's from the czech republic and he's a musician he like won the country's um most prestigious music award back in 2010 and it was so interesting because it wasn't video game focused but we were still able to delve into a lot of the same topics Mm -hmm. of like how is how did his life like what were some of the struggles as a musician and where did and how did he get through that and that's the idea of the podcast is ultimately talking about video games talking about people's lives but how can we bridge that and make it this like great learning experience and a very human element to where you know in this long form discussion yeah okay i feel like i feel like people need that for uh, social media yeah yeah <laughs> interact like like uh like Ben DuBose, yeah, needs guys who are like so immersed and so angry and so. Uh, you hear that, Ben? <laughs> I, you know, I, I see. Uh, I, I have friends too. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna say any names, but I, I know people who are just and fully entrenched in like the darkest depths of social media and Twitter, and and it's just like I, I look at this and I'm like, 
I, I'm concerned for them because I just feel like they're getting themselves lost in just a, just a, a cycle of anger and hate and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, sorry to cut you off, but no. you know, and 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 I, I used to game a lot more. I don't anymore as yeah. much. I do some, but you know, when I used to play online, it was just a cesspool. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it, was yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like, and I and so that, that you know, you brought up mm-hmm. mental health and <clears throat> especially in regards to gamers, like. How serious of a problem do you think that is within the game? And, and then also toxicity. Yeah. I want to talk about toxicity because yeah, yeah. I see a lot of that. Like gamers are notorious mm-hmm. for saying that you hear a lot of racist things. You hear a lot of ugly insults yeah. and cussing. Like, a lot of it's kids too. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're notorious. Even the they famous are. ones who are like getting paid tons of money, mm-hmm. they'll come out. Oh, they said the yeah. N word. And you're just like, whoa, whoa. What is this toxicity? What's is. going on? <laughs> like maybe if you could give us a little insight. Absolutely. So I'm going to break it down because I think there's three things I want to touch on. The first... Yeah. The first being, um, I guess, talking about the toxicity a bit, attacking mm-hmm. me on social media. And I, I think that for me, like, I've gone through, I mean, basically one election cycle now, or kind of two in my life, and seeing yeah. the political atmosphere. And I think that one, oh, yeah. Yeah. one, <laughs> one, okay, so I think it's two things. It's like, one, we, like, social media is, like, new to us. Like, we've only had it at our fingertips mm-hmm. for, like, a decade now you know like humanity right. hasn't had access to this amount of data for so long for like it ever and especially with how i feel like you know i'm not i don't care what side of the political spectrum you are whatever right but i've seen on social media everything just seem it is seem very toxic you know it's like you're either trying to kind of get in a vacuum where everyone's mm-hmm. saying exactly what you want to hear yeah. and you're in this bubble yeah or the opposite where you're actively attacking people from your bubble right and you're yeah. not yeah. and so it's difficult, and I don't think that people have really delved into, like, how that's going to affect us in the long term. Like, having all this information, we're impatient now. You know, society is moving in a very quick-paced way. Yeah. I don't think we understand the full impact of that. So one of the reasons for the show was, you know, I don't think you can solve a lot of issues. I don't think you can talk about a lot of issues in social media. That's one of the reasons why I'm not Definitely on it. Definitely not. That's no. a really good point. And that's why I'm <laughs> not on it anymore also is because, one, I was noticing it was taking up a lot of my, like, not much of my time because I was never big into social media anyways, but I was just like... I don't think this is beneficial for anyone really, me or my followers, because it's also putting your best foot forward where you never show the vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. that you have. And that's why I wanted to do something like this, where I can have an hour and a half to talk to someone, really delve into their struggles and what they're Mm -hmm. facing, and actually talk about issues in like a very healthy manner. Um, Mm. And also in terms of a second point being the toxicity in gaming, I think it's... I've, I've always talked about it because from my experience in the arms community, like I've been there since almost day one. I've, I've you know, gone to, from nothing to being one of the, the most well-known players in the game. And I've kind of always kept my calm and kind outlook towards everyone. Mm-hmm. And I've seen what I've kind of pinned the, the, the cycle of toxicity, I call it, which is sort of like when you start out in any community, everyone's on the same playing field. Like no one, no one is more skilled than each other. Mm-hmm. But then when you have people that rise to the top of being the most skilled players, um, basically people only view the skill part of the players, right? That's the only right. thing they care about. But you don't understand that people are complicated beings. There's a lot more behind the surface. So you're only seeing that one component of them. Mm-hmm. And as um, so in that terms, like those top players, they get really good. 
people follow them because they're the best at the game. That seems to be all they care about. And it also kind of inflates their egos because people are listening to them. They kind of, you know, they can do whatever they want almost because there's not going to get many repercussions because who's going to want one of your best players out of the game, right? Oh, yeah. So, and I'm sure you've obviously seen that in sports. I was going to say, everything you're saying, there's a lot of parallels to sports. Oh, there is. And I think, and that's the thing where I think... I mean, it's related. It's relatable for really anything. Yeah, that's that's true. It is. And I think, you know, in, in like your work, atmosphere yeah. your your sports or and obviously and what we're <laughs> focusing on is video games there right. is that and i've seen that happen in the arms community where you know you had players who got to the top and i honestly am friends with those people i think that they will admit as well that it kind of got to them and they didn't know how to handle that yeah. type of like recognition or the feeling that you had people expecting certain things from you, right? Right. But then those players have left, right? And then it happens again where new players now are at the top because those players have left and you have this cycle repeat. And I think that one... You have on anonymity on the internet. No one that's, really knows who you are. That's yep. very true. So you can say whatever you want with very little repercussions. Mm-hmm. So you so that that's a big cause of it. And um, I don't think it's ever going to go away. But I think that especially as esports continue to grow, and I think that as we develop in a society with social media and video games and technology are you know right there, mm-hmm. they're, they're related more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna continue to see these issues, and that, that's why yeah. I want to do the show is sort of how can we handle that, or maybe how can we explore you know the impact on people and sort yeah. of go go that way. Kind of just get yeah. that word out. Of those, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna you're you're gonna see you're about to see another cycle of this happen with the new Modern Warfare coming out. Oh yeah, and everybody plays online, mm-hmm. and it's just like you talked about. Like there are people like it. I think digitally it came out already. So yes, so there are yeah. people right now that are that are on the game they're you know leveling up leveling up leveling up and, mm-hmm. and doing all this right. and they're gonna have that you know like they're gonna have that heightened sense of like entitlement yes uh when it comes mm-hmm. to people that they're playing against well i mean you even see like with for the rise of Fortnite. And, oh yeah? yeah and i've i've said how much i hate the game but that's <laughs> that's irrelevant uh it's a popular game it's if you if you're into gaming it's a game if you're good, you might want to think about playing it. And yeah, you see some of these kids are given like a million dollars if they yeah. win a tournament. And absolutely, which hey, good for that's awesome. Like I think yeah. I'm being serious. Like that's cool that I think you, it's awesome. You yeah. found a way to make a million dollars. Yeah, 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 like 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 but, ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But you know, and and you, it's these these. But we, you know, they're kids. Like, oh, sure. yeah, how I mean, are they going to handle that? Like, they. I hope that a lot of these kids have good support mentors yeah, and yeah, parents yeah. and support. Sure. You know, yeah. to 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 keep them. On the on the right path, you yeah. Know? Because I mean, it's it's a lot of money for a fifteen so is it, year old. So is, is, for, is Fortnite that I'm completely no, no I'm completely a novice when it comes to all this. Okay, is Fortnite <clears throat> the game that got everybody into like streaming themselves playing video I, games? I don't think it got everyone into it because I feel but like it, it was, blew it up. It did blow it up because yeah. it was. I think it was that. Well, they they would do perfect that was going on with like the Call of Duty games. It was, but Halo Fortnite certainly heightened it to a new level where it, I think it bridged the gap of like. All of a sudden, everyone knew about competitive gaming yeah. in this way, right. and I think you bring up a great point. Where, like, also in the arms community, a lot of the people who were playing the game were in high school and in college, mm-hmm. and you're going through these transitionary time periods mm-hmm. in your life, and you haven't developed as a you know as an adult yet. Right. You and yeah, like, could you imagine being 15 <coughs> years old? You're playing in a tournament, and a million dollars is on the line. Like, yeah. Like, and guess what? A lot of these players, they probably haven't had coaching. They probably haven't right. figured out how to deal with the feelings they're feeling. So, I mean, yeah, like that's why you know that again. Yeah. That's just why I kind of wanted to make the show was like hopefully yeah, re- reach some yeah. people like that and try to help them out and um, kind of show that 
hey, what you're feeling is normal, and yeah. you know you're gonna have struggles, and hopefully maybe this show can help you in that, you know, solving some of that. At least I, I think it's a great I mean, way. Uh, sorry, I just no, want to say ahead. real quick. Go ahead, so yeah, yeah. going back to sports real quick, mm-hmm. Kevin Love is a big Cleveland yeah, basketball yeah, player. Yeah. He uh, really opened himself up with uh, mental health problems he was having. Yeah, I heard. He did an yeah. article with the Athletic. Uh, what was the Athletic, right? Or ESP, or Players Tribune. Players Tribune. Yeah. My bad. And uh, and then he's also done a lot of podcasts and like ever interviews since, yeah. ever since. Yeah, he and, I mean, he... and it kind of reminds me like that idea of like, we might not know how to fix mental yeah. health, but what really helps is when someone like that of that stature or just just anyone who's who's willing to talk right. mm-hmm. gets that out in the air and like i i would I hope that a whole bunch of people heard that and were like whoa maybe yeah, i need to yeah. get help maybe i need to be honest yeah. about things yeah. i'm going and so this you know it kind yeah. of reminds you of what you're doing with your show that that maybe maybe someone could hear it and just be like man i didn't realize how like entrenched i am with this yeah, yeah. toxic behavior or just this you know i'm, I'm taking it i'm not I don't have a healthy approach when I lose a match or mm-hmm. when I lose a tournament or, yeah. or even when I win. Yeah, or even know? when you win. So like, this go to your head. I mean, his instance was absolutely crazy because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, and I'm sure this is the case with, with pretty, you know, pretty much everybody. He's battled it for. Oh, you battle it for a Ever long since time. he can remember. Yeah. But it wasn't until he literally had a panic attack mm-hmm. uh, during a game. He, yeah. He had to leave the bench and he was lying on the floor uh, in like the right? locker room, and he was like basically having a seizure, and he was just having a panic attack. And he's talked about how he's battled anxiety, and he thought yeah. he was having a heart attack. Like his his yeah. heart was like jumping out of his chest. And he almost died. Yeah. yeah, and that's and and then and then what 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 precipitated him to actually come out with this and write this article was the team held the team meeting, and a lot of the guys were questioning like like he came out of the game and they saw like. He wasn't like injured, Hurt, right? Yeah. So like, what are you doing? Like, they don't understand. They don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. that's what made him, you know, kind of come out with this and talk about it. And it's been it's been huge. Like yeah. with like within the sports realm, sports community, with with now all these other players coming out and say, hey, you know, I struggle with this too. This is what I, this is what I struggle because everybody's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So like like people might not have panic attacks like Kevin Love does, no. but people could like struggle with anxiety to where if they're in a group of people and in a small space, like they free, like I know I personally, last year we were at, uh, we were at, uh, not last year, the year before we were at, um, the feast. Yeah. And it was raining. So mm-hmm. everybody was getting out of these tents it probably was and every, I, I literally felt like, like you're... it was closing in on me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. left like, and I didn't yeah. even tell them. I just, yeah. I just took off and left. Yeah. And and you see like Kevin Love isn't, he's not tweeting this stuff out and saying, hey, I had this like mental health, you know, I had this, this breakdown. He's writing articles. You said he was on podcasts. Right. Like that's the thing oh, where yeah. like these longer form media, mediums are where we really need to be having these discussions yeah. because you're not going to solve these issues in like a tweet. You're not going to solve these issues in a short, you know, 10 second video or whatever. I mean, like it's these long, it's these battles and delving into the story of it and the, the causes of it where where you know where you went with it how you got over it that's what's going to help people and and you can't tell that in just a short time you're going to have to do it in these longer like longer spaces um but yeah i mean i i mean i personally i've you know playing arms competitively at that top level like i've had you know i had anxiety and 
I've certainly like it's it's taken a toll on me because you know I've never played games competitively before. I've never I've never played sports growing up, so I've never even known what it's been like right to play in that atmosphere and that you know and I thankfully I can say that I never once got to a point where I lashed out at anyone in anger or frustration ever. And sure. I'm really happy to know that like I kind of was self aware of that those issues and was able to kind of control them and make sure that you know even if I lost a match or something, or even if I had a really bad day, the main thing is that the other person may not know that, and the best the best thing I can do is kind of respect the, my opponent by letting right. them know, hey, your victory is worth something, though. you know. And that's right. the thing where if you're complaining about things or whatever, mm-hmm. you're discrediting the other person as well, yeah. which isn't always fair to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you have anything else you want to add about these topics, feel free. That was Those were sort of the main topics... In regards to mental health and gaming yeah. that I want to discuss. I just um, think it's really interesting and it's needed, especially yeah. for like, like uh, uh, all, all forms of things that you can do where you're not, like like say you're in conflict with somebody and you're not actually in front of the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it could even go, it could even go in the, the most simplest of levels of just texting with somebody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And like your point is not getting across. No, it's and you not. get frustrated and mm-hmm. like, but especially like with gaming, like with competitive gaming, esports, social mm-hmm. media. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're, if you're say you're, if me and Jordan were to play FIFA right now and I'd get all freaked out because he would beat me. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like you'd be in the room to say something to calm me down, or you could say, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, hey, one of us like blow off some steam, right. or, or something one of us like would be like, dude, all right, let's <laughs> yeah. yeah, not like not like sitting in a room by yourself right. and you're about to freak out and throw the uh, controller through yeah. the TV. But right. then the issue is on social media, like that never stops. Like that that right. conversation is always out there; it never goes away, yep. and and you and never then, and it can you know, always the, be there. The thing that's been happening in recent years is. You know, people delete a tweet, but four thousand people uh, have screenshot it, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. post a yeah. screenshot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really, nothing you do is. It's just, it, yeah, it's. it's I, I agree. I don't know if there's going to be a. I don't know if the problem will ever go away. No, I don't think it will. I don't know what the future of social media is. I don't but, know. Yeah, but I also don't think it's going to go away. But I will say, no. I think, I think people are be in some ways. I'm positive because I see a lot of like. People will call out other people, be like, "Hey, this is not cool. Don't be saying." It. And then it I, can yeah. go viral. And I'm not saying I want to like, you know, mob rule everyone on with social yeah, media. Yeah. But if you say something highly inappropriate or incredibly rude, and you go viral because of it, you know, that's your decision. It is. Well, I, you know, yeah. I, I don't mean to bring up your Astros again, but this yeah, literally no, right. just happened with yeah. the Astros. Yeah. With what happened with their general manager screaming at a female yeah. reporter. Yeah, yeah. In the in the 80s, 90s, before social media, that pro, that probably never gets out. No, no, it doesn't. Now stuff like that's probably happened and, and, many and times. I'm, I'm not saying it shouldn't have gotten it. It should have. If he treated a female yeah. reporter like that, she should have written that story. Yeah. And you know what happened after that with the Astros, whatever. But now they're trying to rectify it by firing the assistant yeah. GM and issuing an apology to her. You know that's all well and good, but like, but it, it's it's like that too. I mean, you know, like I said, if if this had if this is what happened in. Even 1999 instead of 2019, like yeah. that story probably doesn't get out. No, it doesn't. Or I'm it sure does, way worse things happened back oh, then. Oh, right, and you know there's been worse locker room moments yeah. than that, but um, but yeah, no, it's just it's uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a solution, well, but I think there's things we can all do to ease up the pain I, and ease up the problems. You I know? think originally people were like the internet's new and they're kind of getting this 
idea that everything they say is like is completely anonymous and no one can really track them or what they say doesn't matter definitely changing well it is in the sense of people are now aware that what they say is going to be out there and people Mm -hmm. are going to read it and will screenshot it and they can't erase it so i feel like in a way especially with also cyber security and people being aware about how vulnerable they are i think people in a way are being more careful what they post online like they're they're also i think the general public is kind of toning it back for like okay guess what what i say is going to get out there and maybe i shouldn't i don't know if y'all remember going along with that yeah like original facebook you used to see crazy pictures of parties yeah, like yeah, people yeah. would be passed out, and oh yeah, and, and they're all. Like, you don't really see that anymore because they're gonna now, get in trouble. <laughs> well, yeah. Now sometimes now all do. their moms and dads right. are on well, Facebook. That, well, that too. that too. That's another thing. Sometimes you'll still yeah. see goofy people do yeah. stuff like that, but it's I remember less. original Facebook was like, oh boy, it was like, like whoa, right? Well, it's, well, it's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting because like like the older generations are catching up, like as like the younger gen with, with these, like right. apps and stuff so like i'm not going to name names but i have cousins that will post stuff like on snapchat that they won't post on facebook because they know their parents are on facebook <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they're yeah, not yeah. on snapchat so they won't see it yeah yeah, yeah. there's like there's that. a meme where it's like it shows i don't remember it was a cartoon character something like you on every social media and like you know linkedin you're in a yeah, suit. yeah 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 uh facebook you're like just in regular clothes right. twitter you're a little more crazy and then snapchat it's like you, you have no <laughs> yeah, right. i didn't have a shirt on <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah i mean <clears throat> sorry i guess i still have a little bit of a cough um how dare you yeah but that's I, i'm really glad we had this discussion yeah. um i want to dive in a little bit about your abilities. Yeah, uh, sure. So, I mean, you're good. You're a good gamer. <laughs> so, uh, what are you up to now? What's your favorite game right now? What are you playing right now? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, a couple of things have changed since I was playing ARMS competitively. One, I mean, one, I'm working full-time now. Right. I, I'm also working quite a bit, so I don't have a lot of time for gaming, but um, I still do try to game. I mean, like, that's still my main hobby. You know, if I have free time, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I still play ARMS a bit I'm online. I'll still play with friends or spar. I'm um, mm-hmm. not really entering in tournaments because it's just, like, a tournament is a... Even an online tournament, um, which is typically how ARMS is played because most yeah. of the community is all over. Um, I mean, that that can take, you know, four to, five, four to six hours. Like, I don't right. have that kind of time anymore, really. So, right. Um, but right now I've been playing, let's see, Persona 5 on the PlayStation. If, okay. um, that's, like, a... Well, action or sorry, RPG game, uh, turn-based. A lot of uh, that game's really awesome. Um, I've been playing on my phone actually more than a lot because I can play it on the go. Sure. Um, so I've been playing this game called Brawl. Or at work. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I've so I've been playing this mobile game called Brawl Stars. It's okay. sort of I mean if you know like it's like a team-based shooter basically on your phone, but it's it's a sure. lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun with that recently. Um, but those are kind of been the main games. I also play another Nintendo mobile game called Dragalia, and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite games. But, I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, the competitive gaming side has honestly taken a step back because of I got married, I moved out of my parents' house. Oh, yeah, we it. forgot to talk about oh, that. that's fine. Uh, no, no, yeah, no worries. Yeah, who, you're married. I am married, yes. <laughs> we've, Congrats. We, we have now discussed that. <laughs> yes, I was in his wedding. Yes. Uh, let's uh, talk about your wife a bit. <laughs> She's, uh, I heard, I understand she's out of town. She is, yeah, yeah. So the, so she left today. She's going to visit her older brother in South Carolina uh, with her mom, who lives in PA. So she went over to PA today, is going to go down to South Carolina this So weekend. more time for gaming. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. Um, but she, her brother is a tattoo artist, so she's getting more, uh, another tattoo. Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're really excited cool. about that. But yeah, no, my wife is awesome. She works at a library um, in the, on the east side of Cleveland. Well, not east side Cleveland, but... 
you know, East suburbs. And um, so, yeah, but I've been married over a year now, and I love my wife very, very much. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. Great. So, I, again, also why I'm not really playing competitive gaming is I want to be spending time with her more than, you know. Sure. Like, like if I play in well, a tournament, that's six hours. You know, you know? I, I, think, yeah, right. I think that when you get older, too, some things just – they just don't mean as much. No, know, they don't. When, yeah. When you get older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've, um, I, I, I was never, like, a gamer. Uh -huh. I used to play games, like, all the time. I've – been in this apartment for eight months i haven't turned my playstation on yet right yeah yeah and i still i still play games every day i mean i'm on my phone or when sure. i have a chance but yeah i mean that's also one one of the ways for me is like when i was in the arms community playing i was able to talk to a lot of these players and kind of help them coach and now it's like i don't have the time commitment to sink into that but yeah, the yeah. podcast is something i can do with less time sure. and it's easier to reach the masses in a yeah. sense and get the message out at least so that's kind of where i've switched my role of like no longer being maybe one of the, the active top players, but being able to help people out still with making content in that way. Right. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What? Um, uh, what? What? Um. What was the game that? I. Searching for a better term, but not to say the gateway drug, but <laughs> what was the game that like, <laughs> like, got you into like gaming? Yeah, gaming got when, you into like you know, getting, like, really into it? Well, so my parents, uh, they really tried with sports. My my dad, my initials are C-A-V. So my dad, like, was obviously oh, my dad. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, you know. Purposely? Yes, purposefully. <laughs> yes, yes, my mom wanted my middle name to be his uh, middle name as well, which would be Michael. So, yeah. but no, he wanted to have the initials cab. He did not get the sports son he ever wanted. Got the exact <laughs> opposite. Um, but when I was, I think, seven or eight, um, it was Mario Brothers on the original Super Nintendo. And then my older sister, Sarah, had Pokemon on her original Game Boy. And I started playing that. And then eventually my sister was which, like... Which, which color? Pokemon Yellow. Oh, okay. And right. my sister eventually said, like, you get more enjoyment out of this. Just take my Game Boy. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I don't play it anymore. Like, it's fine. And that's kind of started it. And right. I had never played games really competitively before until I started playing ARMS. So that was my first entrance into, like, eSports, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I think you you, were, you asked about some of my accomplishments of the game or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've, like, uh, graciously, I've been known as, like, one of the, like, top five players of my character in the world, which is kind of crazy to wow. think about that, like... I've I've like I've also kind of inspired people to play the character better or play like they yeah. like, they like study what I do, play, which is kind of it's still right. like crazy to me to think about that. Um, I went to two tournaments at the Wisconsin. So you're like the ninja of arms. <laughs> yes, sort of. <laughs> in a way, um, I mean not really. There are better players than me in the community, yeah. but um, but I was able to go to two tournaments in Wisconsin at the Wisconsin Dells Kalahari. Um, both this summer and last summer. Uh, last summer, I think I placed like fifth and ninth. There were two brackets. Mm -hmm. This past summer, I got second. I lost to like one of the Japanese players who's one of the best in the world. Um, I created what's known as like the arms backroom, which is the basically a lot of video games will have this where they try to it's a back room to discuss the tournament rule sets and kind of the competitive scene and how to do that. So I've yeah. I've actually been a big component of helping create the competitive rule set for the game that's still used today and kind of what maps we use, the different huh. formats that we use. Oh, wow, okay. Things like yeah, that. That's cool. Um, I was on one of, like, 
the most well-known team for the game called Fellows in Arms. Who was, okay. It was like seven other people. Um, we had a member in Europe, uh, in Sweden, another member. Um, yeah, so it, in Canada, and um, I was on that for until they disbanded. And okay. it was sort of this known as this very respectable, kind team. So mm-hmm. I was on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've commentated tournaments online as well. Some Some of the larger tournaments as well, just by playing the game and knowing kind of how to talk and um so I've, it's opened up a lot of opportunities and then the connections that i've made in the community helped me kind of do my show in terms of sure. i now know a lot of people and i know a lot about their lives to be able to right. talk to them about these things now cool yeah is your uh gamer tag pineapple freak it is and when i started playing arms my my real life group of friends said look this is your time you can change your name from pineapple free like you do not have to be known as this and i was like no i've had it for so long i'm just gonna keep it stick with it yeah and then people like i've been known in the community as either pineapple or the people shorten it to pine so i've been known as pine for a long time now (laughs) which is funny yeah yeah so nice yeah um do you, you want to go through with him like we do with a lot of our other guests about like their favorite spots oh, in Cleveland? Man. <laughs> yeah, we yeah I well, I didn't I didn't get that pulled up, but I, I know most of it. Off just the real top just of my real head. quick because yeah. you know I we're know off the top of my head. This is gonna so. be another so, long episode. If yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was looking at your the list you asked most guests, and yeah. I was like, I am like the no things Cleveland person because right. like <laughs> I like I live in Cleveland. Maybe, but, that, maybe that's why Jordan didn't want to. <laughs> But aside from that, I, I mean that's it. But go ahead, I'll I'll well, answer as best I'll, as I can. I'll, I'll try to ask questions that I think that you might have a absolutely. So let's do this. What what has been your favorite like coffee shop or cafe in Cleveland? Ooh, okay, so my favorite coffee shop, which has actually just been over the last year, um, my wife works in Painesville at the right. library, and a lot some evenings when she works, I will get off work, go home, pick her up basically, and then yeah. I'll go drive her to work because I get extra time with her in the car and then I'll hang out at this local cafe in Pingsville called Starfish and Coffee. Okay. okay. And I've gotten to know the owners really well. They're amazing, so what's wonderful their, people. What's Starfish and Coffee all about? Yeah, so it's... So the, the owner, Bethany, opened the store up um, basically because she's a vendor of like... She makes jewelry. She makes a lot sure. of really unique things. She knows other people who sell things in the store and she wanted a space to be able to sell her merch, like her yeah. products. And so the best way for her was to open this cafe. And her okay. husband operates an acupuncture business out of the back, actually. So they both oh, had wow. running the cafe. It's really neat. And their coffee is amazing. Um, they, Do they roast their own or they get it? They don't. They, they, get, they, get, it, coffee they get it from Heartland Coffee Roasters. If you know okay. Heartland, they have... I but is they, it in Heartland? No. I, I actually don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> they have a location in Chagrin Falls. That's what I'm familiar with. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so they get their coffee from there. But the coffee is amazing they have a roast called old river which is a dark roast but it is the best dark roast i've ever tasted really okay so good it's like a sweet dark roast which you don't see a lot of the time and so that's my favorite spot uh in terms of coffee places i have not been to a lot of downtown coffee shops i wanted to but i just i live in the suburbs and a lot of my i don't really go downtown a lot i usually hang out in the suburbs you do live in willoughby technically i live in willowick yeah Yeah, Willow is right now i mean yeah but i live in that area so i do hang out in willoughby yeah what is uh in willoughby what has been like one of your favorite uh restaurants or place or it doesn't have to just be willoughby what what is what what is one of your favorite places to go eat yeah in, in the city 
In so it's again on the east side, but yeah. one Barrios. I love Barrio oh, tacos. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I think that's that kind of speaks for itself. They oh, make great tacos. Yeah, yeah. My other favorite place is this place in Mentor called Verdi's. Um, Verdi's I yeah. I know the owners. They're they're an Italian family, and they're a sub shop, but they make the best freaking. Subs. Oh wow! Like, it's okay. so yeah. good. Verdi's. And my wife and I love to go there. They have a sub called the Wise Guy, <laughs> and it's I like, like meatballs and salami and their own oh, spicy. Mu- it, you, like you it have to go there. Good. It is yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. So great. Um, that's that's probably my favorite. Place. What about if you, like a weekend like this where yeah. you know, uh, Shaylee's out of town. Like you and your bros want to go hang out somewhere. Where's a place that you guys? What, what's like a thing you'd like to do? That's a good question. I mean, I'm more of an introvert, you're, so I, was I was gonna say indoors. you're more of an indoor. Other than gaming. gaming. Yeah. Other than gaming, I mean, I I also love going to like. I mean, honestly, one of the metro parks like Spider's yeah, Castle okay. is really oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so North we, Chagrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we live we live close to there. So I love going to the metro parks. Um, I grew up in Mentor, so I love just going down the strip, like Great Lakes Mall, going mm-hmm. just checking out. Like there's Record Den in Mentor, so they sell vinyl. I love vinyl. Oh, yeah. And it's you know I think that growing up in the city, you know it. So it's like just going into random stores can be a lot of fun. So, oh, I understand. Know, Especially like those local stores too. Yeah, and also the beach. I forgot to mention the beach. Yeah. Um, Headlands Beach. Like, that's the one where you have, right? Yeah, that's the one where we have. And, you know, when my friends would visit from out of town or like I have like a day off, going to the beach and getting coffee or food is like, you know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, we won't delve into sports because I know you're not a sports That's guy. fine. I mean, I will uh, say <laughs> my favorite Cleveland sports team would probably be the Cavaliers. Okay. Um, named after them. I am named after them. <laughs> That's your dad's favorite, though. That is my dad's favorite. And I remember one of my favorite memories growing up is that when he worked at Kellogg's, they would get a, a box, you know, they had the box yeah. seats up top. And oh, yeah. he would always be able to take one person. And he took me, like, for one of the games. And it was, like, I had never, I, I still have never really watched a sports game start to finish, which I'm, like, <laughs> it's just crazy. You don't find, yeah. you don't find many Americans that, don't, yeah, that yeah. haven't watched a sports game start, start to finish. But that was, like, one game where I watched most of it with my dad. And it was, like, such Great. a cool experience yeah. with him. So I it's do love it. I do, yeah, and I do love, so like the Cavs are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, well, why don't we jump into our top five? Yeah, let's go through that. Keep this train moving. Uh, Caleb, you don't have to give like big explanations about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are gonna be, yeah, you guys might make fun of me, but no, it's well, why don't you guys go first? Okay, all right, we'll do that. I'll go first then, because my, yeah, okay, I'll go first. So, uh, from five to one, I, I. I don't know if I really would say that they're in like an That's my an number one is my number one. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, number five for me, this is sentimental for me because That's fine. Uh, uh, so when I went to school at, at BG, mm-hmm. um, all the guys I made friends with on my floor in the dorms they're all random. I didn't know anybody. Yeah, we bonded over one game, and it was and it, and it made it so <laughs> like you would know that we were home <laughs> By because hearing. the roar that would come out of the one guy's dorm because 10 guys were in there yeah right? yeah it was uh super mario super strikers yes oh yeah 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 so that that no rhyme or reason just the fact that that no, that's yeah, yeah. we would always have tournaments <laughs> yeah 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 uh we would sometimes play under the influence of <laughs> hey that that can uh, help which made for some really fun games i can I imagine say, that uh, but it, but it was also like we were talking about earlier it was a game where where conflict arose we were all in the room together so it, yeah, it, yeah. Got, it got resolved usually oh yeah right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um so anyway that's that's my number five uh number four for me is uh king Griffey jr baseball okay uh on a six on the n64 and okay. because uh 
I loved it because I knew the home run cheat code on the C pad <laughs> when it first, when 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 the the cheat code first came out and like my brother and my friends didn't so I would always you'd get I would always pick uh, the Seattle Mariners because Griffey was on there and like why you why are you picking the Mariners like. Well, let me show you. And then I would That's always hit so home runs funny. with Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so and they would get so mad at me. That is so uh, number three, uh, Call of Duty, specifically Modern Warfare. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the new one's coming out. Well, today, yeah. but I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, outside of like really sports games. Uh, this one and the other, my number two, are the like. The other first person shooter, yeah, like, yeah, like those type of games were the were the games that I got into. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Goldeneye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's timeless. I remember when I was when I was growing up, my na- our neighbor who I was friends with, who was like a couple years older than me, lent me a we gave me a copy of Goldeneye. Yeah. Once my mom found me and my sister playing Goldeneye, she <laughs> took it away, and she like she was like, "No, you can't be playing this." I was, I was like. <laughs> I was like, you guys are younger. Though, I was right? like eleven, okay, and like, yeah, and yeah. for the time, it like, was so mild. <laughs> shooting people down with guns, yeah, maybe yeah. not the best thing, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember that memory. That was funny. Um, so yeah, that's number two, and the number one for me, I consider this the greatest video game of all time, is uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Ooh, okay. I think so. It came out when I was in sixth sixth grade. Yeah, it was in the nineties, right? Yeah, I think it was ninety mm-hmm. nine. No, I think it was earlier. I thought it was ninety or maybe ninety six. I don't know. We look it up. <laughs> it might have been ninety. Yeah, ninety six. I might have been in fifth grade. Okay, know, but whatever. Um, so me and my two best friends. Uh, I had a group of. We had we had a bigger group of friends, but it was me, two best friends. Steve was one of them, and then ninety eight. Uh, ninety eight. Okay. My buddy Matt Steigerwald was the other one, and uh, we all got the game at the same time, and we raced. To see who could beat the game first. I didn't win, but... Oh, that must have been... Yeah, um, yeah. Because, like, it, it was before, like, you know, you could play with your friends online and stuff yeah. like that. So it was like we would call each other on the home phone because we didn't have cell phones <laughs> back then. Be like, Where, where'd you get to today? Oh, I'm at the water temple. You Are you kidding me? You're at the water temple? <laughs> I, think, I think with your top five, you bring up a great point that's kind of similar to mine even, is like <clears throat> your favorite games aren't necessarily maybe the greatest masterpieces ever invented, right. but it's the games that you remember yeah. playing oh, and sure. the memories you have with either yeah. yourself or other people playing and I'm them. And make... I'm not a big gamer at all, so like... I so like I tried not to put any sports games on there because oh that's, yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's so fine. like well you FIFA like, <laughs> like yeah I'm not gonna do that because the, all those games are the same they just sometimes the graphics get better and the rosters change yeah yeah but for me yeah like I could I could if I had a 64 right now I could fire up the 64 and play uh, Ocarina of Time yeah. right now yeah oh yeah it's that good <laughs> yeah. so that's my top five all right shall I go Jordan yeah so um. <laughs> My number five is FIFA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider at first, and that's a very, very fun that game. Is a very good but game. I just realized that me and some of my buddies had some of the best memories yeah, playing FIFA, yeah, yeah. so oh, sure. I have to include FIFA. Sure. All years, it's fun. Right. Uh, it was actually one of the fun fact Ocarina of Time and, and FIFA 98 were the first video games I ever played. So. Okay. FIFA 98. Was that the one where you could play indoors? It was the one where they had that song. I just, it was like a. Uh, oh, uh, by uh, Blur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the song was called Blur or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. That song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, but anyhow, I love every iteration of it. it yeah, that 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 FIFA. I think you could play two v two indoor. 
don't remember that, but I believe it. I, I think just, I don't remember. I and just remember like it was a big deal because the World Cup was going on. So. Yes, that yeah, that, that's yeah, it. Yeah. You get to like be a, be a part of it almost yeah, exactly, by playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, number four would be Black Ops 1. Uh, I just loved everything about the game. I loved the customization. I loved the era. It's like Cold War era. Yeah. I love the weapons from that era. That campaign was so The campaign was neat. really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, like the brainwashing. Oh, and, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was and then really... the multiplayer had to have been one of the best. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It, it was just so much fun. Uh, number three would be Mass Effect 3. Nice. Um, really, all the Mass Effects are good, but there was something about three that really stuck with me. Very emotional game. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I got so emotionally attached to a game. So detailed. The <laughs> only thing was the ending. Yeah. And it was a bizarre case where, like, I think they even, like, fixed it or something. Like, I, think they, I think they... I think so yeah. many fans complained or something that they sent, like, a um, an expansion pack where it could, like, redo the ending. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get into that. But, like, I, I just... That game blew me away. Yeah, yeah. I, the writing was incredible. Yeah. Uh, number two is Modern Warfare 2. Uh-huh. Again, that's a game where me and my buddies just played hours and yeah. hours. I mean, we had so much fun. We this was we would play, you know, internet some, some, sometimes, but most of the time we would play locally. Like, we would all get together, have a hangout, and connect TVs or whatever. And very fun. Um, and number one for me is Skyrim. Not, yeah, I, I know you love Skyrim. <laughs> I, don't think I ever will have so much fun playing a video game. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could ever come up with a game that was so detailed, so fascinating, and yeah. so much fun. Like, it, it could be 50,000 different things. It could be whatever you wanted it to be. Yeah, and you, you could be a magician. You could be a vampire. You could be a this. You could be a that. You could be a human, yeah. a cat person. Uh, it was so interesting. Like, there were so many things. Yeah, you could explore. Like, the amount oh, of exploration. Yeah. did they say it was, like, 24 miles of virtual... 24 virtual miles of, I, th- like, I believe so. And it was... Yeah. crazy you could explore every cave crazy you could figure detail. out so many random quests that just came yeah. out of nowhere almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just it's a perfect game to me yeah but yeah Caleb I'm curious <laughs> what yours are alright so and it's funny that you mentioned like you almost crying because I have <laughs> cried playing and for me like a lot of it is like one of the reasons why I love video games and it's always been my main hobby is I think it's a perfect mixture of like great art, great sound, and you can tell such compelling stories because it's like this medium oh, yeah, where all sure. of these other elements of art come together. So, when, and more so now, like absolutely. in recent years, yeah, I should say, yeah. they've been really pushing the narrative, of, uh, yeah, of like the plot. They know? really have, and a lot of my top five games are games from newer generations. Like mm. I would say, I mean, I, I honestly don't necessarily have a order for all of them, sure, but. Um, maybe number five, Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay, yeah, I'm um, really into those. That game blew me away. It was like one of the first games on the Xbox One that I played that just felt like it was like truly a next gen experience. Sure. And the game, um, I mean, the story is a lot. It's like four friends get and like the quest is like uh, it's like people joke about it being like the like uh, the game about the boy band because it's like oh, okay, you're yeah. like four guys. But at that point in my life, I was going, I was, like, this was when I was in college, I was getting ready to graduate, and I was aware of the fact that, like, so many changes were going to happen and going on in my life, and I was losing being able to hang out with friends late nights a lot of the time. So it kind of struck a chord. It struck a chord because the the storyline was about the bond between these four friends and the the how that impacted them and that that really struck me. Like I cried during the ending cuz it was really yeah, sad. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um and so that was like number 5. I mean, number 4, I think it changed cuz I talked about this recently on my podcast and I think the order has shifted. 
probably Persona 5. Persona 5, I think we, I mentioned a little bit earlier, and that game, again, a really compelling story, and a lot of the game is about teenagers rebelling against the society that they've grown okay. up in and, yeah. like, the corruption that's in government and in politics and in a lot of the other things that are going on in the world. So that game really struck a chord because it was, like, kind of talking about a lot of the injustice that's going on in modern society, and the story was amazing, and the art yeah. style was great. Um, number three would probably be ARMS. I think ARMS is, like, number three for me on my list because... Um, and the game is amazing, but more so than anything else, it's the community aspect, the people I've met through the game, and that is that really struck a chord with me even more than mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, number two is Chrono Trigger. So it's a okay. game. Okay. I don't think I've it's, ever heard of that. Chrono Trigger is a game on the Super Nintendo. Okay. It's that's an art. It's an right. old school Square Enix like RPG, kind of similar to Final Fantasy. Yeah. And the first time I ever played the game was actually at. Well, my wife's house when I was like twelve. Oh yeah, I was. Known I was. Her, yeah, you knew her I've, for a while, I've known her for a long time, and I've I was best friends with her older brother uh, Nick, and he introduced me to Chrono Trigger when I was over at his house once, and it just like blew me away. It's like this really amazing RPG, one of the best stories, one of the best soundtracks I've ever seen. It's amazing. And number one for me is a game called Night in the Woods. And Night in the Woods. It's a okay. weird. Okay, so it's really weird because if you look it up, it's like the characters in the game are like animals so you might be like okay that's like really dumb off the bat like it's realistic animals but the story of the game is like a college student drops out it's a story-based game goes back to her town the setting of the game is in western pa so it's like in the okay. rust bell and it kind of resonates a lot with like where we're at in cleveland and it's interesting because the game does such a good job of like depicting the depression and sort of of a rust belt city gone bad after like there's no more like that's not the main trade sure. anymore okay and showing the struggles of people's lives tackling issues with mental health the story was really amazing it also has a really good dry sense of humor okay and that so game a really, really struck, good story yeah and that kind of struck a chord with me too and i played it with my wife for the first time through and that was like a really okay. so it's like so, an adventure yeah. game it is yeah. yeah and and again i think the fact that it kind of speaks about mental health and also, it's placed in a very similar area where we are now. My wife sure. obviously lives in West, or you know, lived in Western from PA. It's from it's from that area where the game was set, so it resonates with That's me in cool. that way too. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. good stuff. Yes, we did it. Top five we complete. We, <laughs> we we got through it. We did the stuff, guys. Dan, what do we got next? Uh, well, let's um. We don't want to take too much time up here in this episode, but uh, let's just touch on sports real quick. Yeah, we'll uh, let's talk about our poll uh, because it kind of, obviously, it it's it's an interesting topic because it deals with you directly and it deals right. with Cleveland directly. That's right. Um, so the World Series is going on right now, and interestingly enough, there are players on both teams that. Uh, very recently, used to play for the Indians, and some and have had some pretty long next careers. Year, yeah, some are you know household names with the Indians. Um, so we wanted to know why aren't the oh oh uh, did I not sorry the, those numbers are correct. Oh, okay. the numbers got are it, correct. The, I didn't switch out the word. Yeah. So we wanted to know uh, which and sp there, there's more than just these two, but I think specifically for the purpose of this poll, we wanted to put those two in because. Those two guys played on the Indians last year. Mm -hmm. um, so, Jan Gomes plays for the Nationals, and Michael Brantley plays for the Astros, obviously, which most people know. Um, and we wanted to know, who would you rather see win the World Series? Because for the Indians, 
neither one of our rivals is really in the World Series, um, but there's a player who played on the Indians last year on each team. So uh, we wanted to put that poll out and uh, see kind of uh, what the results were. So obviously we know where Jordan stands on it. Yeah. Um, I voted for Jan Gomes. I can get into it a little bit, um, but I don't want to turn it into like a big what to do. But <laughs> my view, my view of it personally, it was Jan Gomes was traded. He didn't. He didn't leave. Like he mm-hmm. didn't go sign with another team. Um, yes, the Indians really didn't present a competitive offer to Michael Brantley, but he chose to sign with. He chose to sign with the Astros. Um, not that, you know, he can do whatever he wants America. He can choose, he can sign with whoever he wants, but he signed with the team that swept us in the playoffs last year. So that kind of is a little knife to me, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so that's why I picked Jan Gomes. Um, yeah, you know, we traded Jan Gomes on a salary dump. He didn't necessarily want to leave. Not that Michael Brantley did want to leave, but Jan Gomes didn't get to choose where he went and didn't get to go to, didn't go to the team that beat us in the playoffs last year. So that's why I pick Jan Gomes. We don't need to go into why you want Michael Brown. Well, right. <laughs> I will he now th- place th- your favorite this is, team. This is actually not just me saying this. Brantley was always my favorite Indians player, though. So right, uh, there's that too. But 100, percent it's because he's on that. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so know? yeah, what were the results? Uh, so they were flipped. So Twitter yep. was 39 percent Michael Bradley Brantley, 61 uh, percent Gomes. Facebook yeah. was sixty five percent Brantley, thirty five percent Gomes. Yeah, there were more votes on Facebook. Yeah. Um. So the percentages are a little skewed a little bit. We can't really say, oh, it's fifty fifty. Yeah. Total. Um. Definitely more people want Michael Brantley to win. Right. Um. So I think it's just because people like Michael Brantley the player. Well, okay, he was like he he was the best player on the Indians for the longest time. I mean, for a little bit at least. Uh, no, I disagree with that. I, I think he was at times he was like their only all star though, right? Or am I I might be I might be So he played last year. He played really well. Yeah. I don't think he was their best player last year. No no no, I'm talking about like before they, they start making the playoffs again. Like he was always a bright spot on the team. Well, yeah, he's always been a bright spot. That, that, that's never... what I mean. I think you have a lot of people yeah. that have fallen in love with him because he was with the team for so well, long. Well, yeah, that yeah. and a lot of ladies like the way he looked. But... Well, yeah. A lot of <laughs> ladies like the way Gums looks, too. But Yeah, but <laughs> more so Brantley. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Even though um, these guys are. Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning as well, Azdrubal Cabrera. Azdrubal Cabrera, yeah. Azdrubal Cabrera, sorry. And, and is on the Nats, and Joe Smith is on the Astros. So yep. um, two other guys that are kind of throwing um, the mix, but Yeah, so I uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much all we need. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get this the World Series the World before Series. the World Series started. Right, yeah. yeah um, because the, the poll is... The poll is who you want to win, but I think some people also voted as to who you think will win. Yeah, I think I think. And I right. didn't want that to get skewed after right. the world's like like yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be the other way. Like right, the Astros right. would be up two nothing right now, right, not right. the Nats. So that's why I thought you know, Michael Brantley's going to run away with this poll, but right. But uh, Houston's going to get swept, so they're that's not cool. going to get swept. They're going to get swept. No, they're not. They're going to win. They're going to win game three. I can feel. You guys have cranky on the mound. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I don't know who I don't know who Washington's third starter is. But I don't know. Probably gonna. But anyway, be uh, 
that was the poll. So pretty. I mean, we got a lot of votes. Yeah, so, it was, so it was that a was, popular that poll. Was interesting. It was good. Yeah. Real quick on the Browns, uh, I don't really want to get into previewing the game because I think yeah, they're going to lose. Uh, they're playing the Patriots. <laughs> uh, that's all that needs to be said about that. But there was some weird thing. Something happened, happened today, on Twitter today. Yeah. So Jarvis Landry is doing his normal uh, weekly media availability, where every week, normally on Wednesday, Thursday, they have players available in the locker room to like talk, like how's the week going, how's preparation going for this week's game, you know, hot topics surrounding the team, that sort of stuff. Well. He was asked, uh, you know, how do you feel about having to go into New England and try and win when you're struggling and New England's 7-0 and and undefeated and, you know, nobody wins in New England. Nobody goes into Foxborough and comes, comes out it's with so a win. Rare. so, so rare. Which is a fine question. Um, but his answer was, so he said, you know, it's just like any other road week. You know, we're going on, on the road. We have that mentality. That we're going to win. We're not just going to show up and you know play well but lose and feel okay for ourselves because we played okay. That's not that's not the mentality and the culture that the Browns are trying. That that's what maybe would have happened three years ago. Mm-hmm. Going to New England, oh we didn't get crushed, so okay, it's cool. Well, one of the Browns beat reporters took him saying we're going to win as we're gonna win. As in, like, a guarantee we're winning. <laughs> meaning, but he was meaning, like, but we're, we're the, going there to win. But here's the problem. If you listen back to the audio, mm-hmm. he, I, I can understand where you could misinterpret him saying we're going to win. Like, we're going to win. He specifically, he mm-hmm. didn't say we're going to win. He said we're going to win. She tweeted, we're going to win. G-O-N-N-A, win. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah, right. Yeah, Very big so difference. she tweeted that. And then it had to be clarified, and, and she tweets out, oh, Jarvis Landry clarified. No, you needed to clarify because you quoted him wrong. Yeah, because if you hear the audio. If you hear, yeah. he says, going to, yeah. not we're going to win. He said, we're going I can, to win the game. And I can under, even, I even can understand, saying, yeah. I can, but if but if she should have she should have reported it that well, way. Well, and she should have also, I mean, at that point, follow up and be like, do you yeah. mean this or right, this? Because right. like, that, that's a yeah, pretty right. big difference, exactly. too, if you're going to so he So it. He, yeah, yeah. he caught wind of it, and he came back and he clarified it. Oh. He said, no. He said, I meant to say we're going there to win. Like, that's our mentality. <laughs> yeah, we're going yeah. because we want to win. So that's he fun. clarified it. And, but, then, um, and then she doubled down, and she tweeted again. If you go and look, she said, Jarvis Landry clarified. No, you need to clarify because you made the mistake. Because you misquoted him. But of course, nobody on and social media was. It created a whole story because she's a she's a con, she's That's a disgusting. She's yeah. a controversial uh, figure anyway. Yeah, she's always um, kind of been controversial as, as far as reporting on the Browns, for better or worse. But but anyway, what's in- interesting is not even an hour after this, it caught wind, and there was a, a Patriots player who was asked out in uh, New England. Hey, did you happen to get a get a load of uh, Jarvis Landry's comments about your game on Sunday? And he's like, "No, but uh, coach definitely let us know." <laughs> so he so wow. so Belichick is already using the misquote as motivation. Oh my goodness! He's That's not gonna he's so not gonna annoying. tell his players that he was misquoted. He's gonna right. say, "No, Jarvis Landry says that they're gonna come in here and kick our yeah, ass." Yeah, yeah. No. Because coaches use anything for anything motivational advantage yeah, yeah. for a psychological right, right. edge. Yeah. Right. So this reporter just basically screwed the Browns because out of any team in the NFL, the Patriots use bulletin board material more than anybody else ever. Um, 
so yeah, that and that pissed me off because not only is it, I, you know, I don't, I don't have like a journalism background, journalism yeah. degree like Jordan does, but I almost went to school for broadcast journalism and mm-hmm. communication. So while I don't have the background, the experience, I still pick up on all that stuff. Yeah. So for somebody to be that irresponsible, yeah, as to like. Tweet and maybe you know I'm I'm sure she didn't realize what she said in the moment like I'm sure she actually said well and he I, said we're going mm-hmm. to win and I gotta say it, but he didn't say we're gonna win and right. that's what she reported I gotta say in her defense she may have her I'd have to hear the audio to make my own decision but she may have misheard it on inflection she may have literally actually thought he said that and she's that's like, possible oh that's bold that's and true like, let me tweet yeah, this yeah. out yeah who knows these are the type of stories I hate. If Dan, Dan knows me, I despise this type of stuff. I it's also cannot, like one I cannot stand yeah. these type of stupid locker room. Like, not. I just hate it so much. I don't understand why anyone even gets into this well, stuff. Well, yeah. it's it's it. it I it's mean, because it, it, it it's, needs it, to be reported on because unfortunately now you got uh, Bill Belichick himself. That, trying that's that's a thing. It's yeah. because it's against this team. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he has twenty five years of a reputation of being a head coach of doing this of taking and any. Being, any single thing that you say or you do and turning around and using it as right. motivation to your team. Right. I mean, I think it's also like we play, we always talk about like the, but those are the type of stories that get the most clicks. Oh, 100%. And the people that, oh, people, sure. you know, they, want, they want that quick, pull, they want that look quick, how emotionally they, look, charged. Look things. at how they'll put headlines on tweets and, and links to stories. Oh, yeah. gosh. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. The clickbait no. stories. They'll, they'll yeah. literally put just the goofiest yeah. mixing of words yeah, yeah and then yeah. you hear the whole story and you're like well i could see why they said that or i could see why this happened exactly but that's not the point they know no, that. Yeah, they yeah, 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 it's yeah. annoying yeah yeah so anyway Anyhow. i just kind of wanted to cover that a little bit and yeah. uh then just briefly uh Cavs had their in honor of fred mcleod who passed away uh this offseason the Cavs had their lid lifter on their uh regular season that's just his term that he always yeah. used for like season opener uh, they lost last night in Orlando, ninety-four to eighty-five. Um, pretty expected. Orlando was a playoff team last year, and the Cavs are still in a rebuilding mode. They've they're playing all kinds of young players. I mean, they start their starting backcourt yesterday is twenty and nineteen. Yeah, like their ages. So young. Wow. Um, yeah, and so uh, you know they're going to be a team that's going to win twenty to twenty-five games again this year. It's not going to be pretty. Um, just looking for within those games, within those losses, for players to start developing. Right. You know, and I mean, players have to get experience and develop. Um, I think at some point they're going to trade uh, Kevin Love. I think there's a point in the season where they might try and trade Tristan Thompson as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I thought Darius Garland Garland had a good um, good first uh, game. Uh, he didn't score a lot, but the flashes were there. The kid, the kid can play. I mean, he oh, really definitely, can. Definitely. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. had a rough night, but you know he's 19 as well. So. And it's his first game. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally their first game. And right. and with the NBA, with the with the scheduling changes and elongating the ske- the schedule to get rid of uh, playing four games in five nights, mm-hmm. they shortened the preseason. So these True. teams only had like three preseason games. Um, right. So you know we'll see. Uh, home openers tomorrow uh, should be cool to uh, to see everybody going down to. Uh, the new Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse and all the renovations. So uh, definitely check out that. Got to get to a game soon, for sure. Um, real quick, quick, Jimmy in the CLE. He's not here, but Jimmy went to the Christmas sale first pour today. Uh-oh. So if you follow us on Instagram or you follow us on uh, Twitter, 
check out our social media accounts for posts. Uh, Jimmy was there. Uh, we're going to be posting stuff too because we're going right after the episode here, which it, when you're listening to this, the, the event's already going to be over, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, but. you could still go Friday uh, afternoon, evening, and it'll still be a big thing going on for it, but it's not going to be the big, big thing. You know? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that that's that's our only event preview today, so yeah. we're, we're going to it. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be over. So we really don't have any <laughs> events for you to preview. Uh, we'll get back on that next week. And uh, But anyway, before we get out of here and uh, head on up there, What's, uh, other than tonight, you know, what's the move for this weekend, boys? I know you said, uh, wifey's away, so Caleb will play. <laughs> yeah, my, so Shaylee's older brother, who also lives in Western PA, he's coming up for the weekend, um, now. So he just texted me before the show and was like, hey, uh, can I come over for the weekend? I'm like, yeah, of course. So, yeah. So I think we're gonna, um, probably, I don't know, just hang out and probably go, be go around this town a nice. bit. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a nice relaxing weekend. So, I, and I love those because... My job has been really stressful recently, and a lot of a little bit of you know overtime here and there. So it's good to have some time to charge up my batteries. Sure, so for sure, yeah, yeah. Jordan, what's the move so, this weekend? Uh, I have a lot of things I got to get done this weekend. Um, I probably might take it real easy tomorrow night and just go to my parents to watch Game Three, um, which I actually don't even really want to see anymore. But of course, I'm going to watch it. Saturday, uh, I don't know. I might might go shop or something uh, it's payday but um yeah. i don't really have anything officially planned so much of it is just i'm so uh, i'm so uh distracted with the world series right now right. so everything's just gonna be centered <laughs> around making sure i can watch whatever games are on but yeah nothing crazy probably a more chiller weekend i would imagine yeah dan uh yeah i interesting i don't i don't I don't know. There's a big soccer game on this weekend for me. Racing Milan is playing Roma, so that'll be a big game. Uh, I know nobody out there cares, but uh, I do. Ohio State Wisconsin is tomorrow. Ooh, that's that, a big I was, game. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Would game. be a bigger game if Wisconsin didn't crash a bed against <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, tomorrow I don't know. I don't know. I might go see Joker. Oh, you should. Oh, yeah. Good movie. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I have not. I no. want to. This guy I saw did. it. Yeah. He loved it. I liked it a lot. So, so anyway. Uh, that's the move for this weekend. Jimmy, what's the move, man? Oh, wait. Oh. Wait. Come <laughs> on. I always do this. Oh, uh, you don't have it ready. Jimmy, what's the move, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I don't know. I think Jimmy says he's going to a conference tomorrow at like 4 in the morning. So oh, I don't really envy him. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> so anyway, let's wrap this puppy up. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much. I just want to uh, say, yeah. Plug the podcast, plug all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first, just again, thank you guys for having me on. I mean, I, I've absolutely. I've been following the show on and off. I mean, I'm appreciate not a sports it. person a lot, so I, you know, it's yeah. not always. That's, um, that's usually mine. But thing. I, yeah, and I, Jordan but really I, doesn't care about Cleveland sports, but <laughs> I, but I also love the fact that it's about Cleveland and that you're also. I like the. I, I especially love the episode when you went to what we were just talking about the gold. Oh yeah. yeah. I love the you know getting to see more of the culture of Cleveland. So sure. and again, really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, and you know, yeah, you can follow the podcast at on Twitter would be the best place at Wholesome FM. 
And then we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, and Stitcher under Wholesome Transmissions. And we will have an episode dropping Halloween, actually. So we're spooky. Yes. How and many that, do you have now? Like three? We have four? two episodes, actually. Or no, we have three, including an episode that we did initially with just me and my co host. Mm-hmm. And the episode we're dropping on Halloween is with that um, Czech Republic musician. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that's and awesome. you, can, yeah, you can follow him on Twitter at Kabatko. Uh, okay. K U B A T K O. Okay. Um, so really excited to release that. It was a great conversation. We're nice. excited to share it. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, for uh, Jordan, for Jimmy, hey, and Caleb, I'm Dan. Uh, you've been listening to Living Off the Land. It's been episode eighty. Uh, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Um, check out our website lotlpodcast.com. You can check out all of our embedded links to all of our episodes. And uh, be on the lookout for Steve's uh, runner's journal. I don't know what we're going to call it, but maybe it'll be that. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, we got to go because we're on our way to first pour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll be posting pictures oh, yeah. and stuff throughout the night. So check out our social media accounts. So uh, we will catch you guys later. Bye. Mm-hmm.